Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. If you really want more, This is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. You might be concerned, but no, this is a two-hour spectacular today up until 10 a.m. Why am I still here? What is happening? <laughs> yes, uh, Ryan, I'm sorry. And is this Bruce Springsteen? I think the answer is Can't confirm. Not Bruce Springsteen. Uh, we, were ta- we were just talking about the New England Patriots. Coming off a big win against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 21-18. Bailey Zappi. saved. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> now 3-10 and 10 New England Patriots. Season saved. He's still not eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, you're not putting up, up your Christmas decorations next week. No, no, no. You're going to sit down. You're going to watch the Patriots and, and the Chiefs at 1 o'clock. Patriots could be frisky in that game, Ryan. Oh, Don't get ahead of yourself. Right, you never we'll know. You Chiefs could Monday lose to the Bills this week. Oh, to goodness. the 1 o'clock stop. That was, that was amazing. Do you think they still would have, if they knew how Thursday was going to play out, do you think they still would have flexed the Patriots out of Monday night into Sunday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I think we saw the exception, not the rule, to what the Patriots have been so far. Oh, Roger Goodell must be kicking himself that he's not getting Bailey Zappi. Listen, we knew how bad it was going to be when we were watching. I can't remember what the Thursday night game was before the Patriots, but when they're like, Bill Belichick. It was Dallas, Seattle. Oh, that's that's a great game. It's it's uh, TJ Watt. Bill Belichick. Wait, what? <laughs> They'd be what? regretting it if Bailey's you can find happy. another player. That second half mirrored the first half. Then I think they'd be like, "Ooh, maybe we should have kept him there." Now, if if they had stayed, does Bailey Zappi make the splash screen? Do they go Patrick Mahomes, Bailey Zappi, or do they go Patrick Mahomes, Bill Belichick again? Oh, Zappi's gonna be up there, especially after that dime he threw. He'll be up there. We don't have anyone that's worth watching. So and here we go. It's Bailey Zappi versus Patrick Mahomes. The couch. You don't think Joe, you don't think Troy Aikman would have gotten all excited to call a game by about Bailey Zappi and and and, uh, <laughs> and Patrick Wills? Troy Aikman would have called in sick. There was like that one game around Thanksgiving where Jason Garrett was on with Mike Tirico. It would have been that. Like, where's Boog McFarlane? Get his ass in here. Dan Orlovsky, you're doing this game with Joe Buck because I am not sitting here and watching this. No chance. And so a lot of people. Uh, and and I think a lot of them are the ardent Mac defenders, uh, just trying to discredit Bailey Zappi's performance on Thursday night. Uh, 
are, are citing that the Pittsburgh Steelers are quote unquote horrible. I've seen this multiple times now. Are the Steelers are bad? The Steelers are horrible. You're going to get stomped by the Chiefs defense. I would like people to realize that the Steelers defense is by just about every metric a top seven defense in yeah, all of football. No, they are by DVOA they are fifth. By points allowed they are sixth. Like I don't I I don't necessarily understand that argument at all. Um, did T.J. Watt get a Ezekiel Elliott knee to the face, a high knee right to the sweet chin music? Yes, I have questions. Yes, he about did. That, by the uh, way. He's oh, speaking of, he thank played, you for bringing that. He played fifty-two steps in that game. Yeah. Oh, he I just ent- he just entered concussion protocol thank today. You. Well, yeah, Mike Florio tweeted that out uh, about twenty-something uh, minutes ago. That, yep, that Rappaport TJ- has since confirmed it. It, it. He is now in concussion protocol. Apparently, he came in after today two, after, after two nights of sleep. Yeah, yeah. Is just that, like, just came in today with concussion symptoms. So. Uh, that's interesting enough. And and so I get it. Like, he got hurt, and Alex Highsmith was banged up, and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time... So Bailey Zappi shredded a defense where their star player had a concussion. Mm. Okay, that's what I'm led to believe. Yep. No, I... See, look, I get the, the Steelers are a good defense, but as I sit and I, 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 I watch that game, I go, how have they won seven games this year? I don't understand it. With it, And it's not the defense. Pick it. It's the offense where I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Congratulations to Pittsburgh. You have managed to actually find a quarterback that is worse than Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. His name is Mitchell Trubisky. And oh my goodness, I thought Patriots fans were brutal. Watching those Steeler fans. It's your backup quarterback. What do you expect? May said. Yeah, how bad does it have to be if your third stringer is getting chance? You're chanting Mason Rudolph. I'm sorry, Patriots fans. You guys have nothing on what the Steelers were doing to their. That was like the second drive. Get him out of here. He (laughs) sucks. I can tell you. What about on the sidelines with George Pickens? Everyone's arguing, you know, where uh, you took Tyke one over George Pickens, and yet he's having like. A meltdown week after week. I can't. Well, yeah, it's because they're not George throwing Pickens. him the football because they can't throw. And so, let's start in Najee Kenny, Harris again. Kenny Pickett's in that game, and the Patriots lose that game. By the way, I just want you to know that because oh, for whatever that. reason, inside of like the final three minutes of the game, Kenny Pickett turns into like John Elway. Oh my god, he's untouchable. It's it's, it's remarkable. Can't play for. 57 minutes. Final three minutes of the game, lock it in. It's like it's the second coming of Eli Manning. It's ridiculous. Uh, So they probably score a touchdown and win that game if Kenny Pickett's playing. But regardless, it's just Bailey Zappi goes out there, doesn't have Pop Douglas, who's been the best receiver all season by just about every metric. Uh, No Devontae Parker, who was Bailey Zappi's leading receiver last week. No Kendrick Bourne, of course, who's been out injured now for quite a while. Uh, And uh, no Ramondre Stevenson, who, uh, you know, would have also made a difference. Instead, Zeke looked like prime Zeke, which was awesome to see. Looks like he still has plenty of juice. Uh, for all those people who said he couldn't catch footballs, no, he can still catch. Had seven receptions in the game for like 72 yards uh, and then had 60 yards rushing as well. Uh, it was remarkable that Zappi could go out there. Your fourth string wide receiver was also your backup quarterback today uh, in, in that game on Thursday, Malik Cunningham. So Zappi goes out there and with less weapons than Mac has had all season, Goes out and rips it away in the first in the first half. Just absolute, just laser beams all over the place. And don't get me wrong, he made some bad throws. He wasn't perfect. I don't expect Bailey Zappi to be perfect because, as I've said, he's like a career backup quarterback. He was. He's ass never in going. The second half. He's never going to be a starter in the ass. NFL. It's not going to happen. I'm well aware of that. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is, is he was a lot better than Mac Jones has been. Just about all season. With the exception of the Buffalo game. Of, I would say the Buffalo game and the, the Philly game. And even then, there was a, you know, a, a lot of mistakes. There was mistakes in that game. I just I think that's something that, that you're going to have to 
uh, deal with. If you haven't already when it comes to this Patriots team, they are going to find uh, new ways of, of screwing up, which, by the way, they did in that Steelers game. That Jelani Tavai should have been offsides. Should have at 100% been offsides on that punt. Um, but to to say that you know Mac Bailey Zappi went out there and did it with less weapons is true, I guess. If you consider like you know the subtraction of Pop Douglas, who also has really had one good game this year, uh, Devontae Parker has had zero good games this year. Ramondre Stevenson, I I'm falling out of love with more and more. I think the one thing that I did learn about this team going forward is because there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Uh, with not a lot of time to do it, is that third down back that I have been dying for all year that I never understood why they he was never, on the roster. I, they never ever did anything once James White retired. Turns out it's not Ramondre Stevenson. Zeke Elliott showed 100%. you that that's probably more appropriate for where he is in his career. You probably don't want him to be that battering ram guy that he was at the end of his time in Dallas. And usually the running backs don't have a lot of that left in them at this point. I mean, you're seeing it with Alvin Kamara, by the way. Alvin Kamara is like, has, is like one of the number one pass-catching uh, running backs right now for the Saints. And I think that's just sort of what ends up happening to running backs as they get older. They're not going to be, you know, finding the A-gap, breaking a tackle, all that stuff. And if this is something that Zeke Elliott thinks that he can do for the next couple of years, congratulations, you you have ad- finally addressed a piece of the offense that should have been addressed a year and a half ago with the system that you were deciding to run. It's been so pivotal. It's always been a part of a Patriots offense. And Jesus, any good offense is going to have a competent check down guy, especially when your receivers aren't getting open, especially when, oh, I don't know, your quarterback, Mac, can't get the ball down the field consistently. You want a guy that's going to be able to catch the ball, make one guy miss, get a first down. Zeke Elliott did a great job of that. But other than that, like, Bailey Zappi, yeah, he was fine. I don't think it's a coincidence that, like, oh, the, the, where they finally scored 21 points. Hmm, what else happened? Oh, Juju showed up for the first time this year. But Literally I think that's in part because time. of Zappy. Like, I think, I think, I, in my opinion, the that's, way I. That's stretching it. No, that is honestly no, 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 stretching no. And, and I'm not saying it's because of Zappy's talent. You're, you're misunderstanding. Juju me. has been asked this year, too. And he's the I, guy that was supposed to replace Jacoby Myerson for the first time in 14 weeks. He actually was like, oh, I'm a football player. I agree, I, but. I am going to help this team out when they desperately need I help. agree, but I don't think Mac has given him ample opportunity either. Like, that's, that's my issue. Is it, I'm saying it, it, in part it was because of Zappy, because Zappy got the play for Bill O'Brien, knew Juju was his read, and he just ripped it. Like there wasn't there wasn't any hesitation. There was no there was no fear in the way Bailey Zappi played football. That's the big difference. Is he knew that second play of the game is the perfect evidence. It wasn't a great throw. It was a little underthrown. Juju made a great catch. But you know what the play was? The play was let's throw it to Juju. I'm gonna rip it to my guy. And there was confidence there. He Zappi it was emitting confidence in his receivers that Mac Jones has not done all season. Is it and com- that's the difference. I, you saw it with Hunter Henry. You saw it with Juju in that game. Like, there wasn't overthinking. No, it was, that's my read. I, I step back, I step up in the pocket, and I just rip it. And that's it. And that's all the page. It, it was, it was a, a simple shift in energy. It wasn't a talent thing. It wasn't a scheme thing. It's not that Bill O'Brien all of a sudden called this great game. It was mental energy. I am going to step up, and I am just going to rip it. Still period. looking around the field as a quarterback, seeing what's out there, but knowing 
way you're going with it. A hundred percent. Not locking in, not getting the ball and staring directly at him. Still kind of scanning around, but knowing this is where it has to go regardless of the situation. I'm just going to put it where it needs to be. Billy, is it confidence in his receivers, his being Bailey, or is it confidence that Bailey has in Bailey Zappi? I think it's confidence that Zappi has. In himself. In himself. Right. In himself as a backup, plus you're playing with that chip on your shoulder of being the backup. And we talked about during the break where Zappi's just like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, this is what they want me to do. I'm going to throw it out there. And then I did my part, and I trust my receivers enough that they're going to do their part. We were talking about it during the break before we came back, but I think there there is a very real factor in the sense that the guy that is currently taking snaps as QB1 does not have two and a half years of emotional baggage that Mac Jones has right now. But even last year, Mac wasn't doing that. Even prior to all the baggage, Mac didn't do that. No, but I'm saying that, I, and it's very interesting, that because this is something that I've, I've kind of been scratching the surface of on this show, and it, it came up on Jones and Mego recently, uh, Thursday, from a texter saying, you know, happy anniversary. This was the anniversary of the win game uh, with the Buffalo Bills. And I think right then and there, based on how well the team had played in his rookie year up until that point, I think that was the beginning of the end. But if that's the beginning of the end. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that that Mac Jones is right or wrong in that instance, but there was a a clear line, I think, of where faith was lost in this process, where he was going to go, you know what? I but am that a quarterback, ex- and you don't trust me to throw the ball down the field? Like, But that seems extremely narcissistic. Like, that is... Like if you if you as the quarterback are that butthurt as a rookie quarterback in the NFL playing for the greatest coach of all time, if he says, "Hey, we're having a lot of success running the football," oh by the way, you won the football game. If you then go out and hold a grudge against the coach because you only threw the ball three times in the game, you're an idiot. But you shouldn't be a quarterback. Quarterback going to be okay? Like was Jimmy Garoppolo okay with only throwing the ball ball five times? You, I, I don't think he had a problem. If they had won the Super Bowl, you know what? Who cares? It doesn't matter because all that matters at the end of the day is the W in the win column, right? That's the only thing at the end of the season in 10 years when anybody simple. looks back on it, the only thing anybody cares about is that you got a W. Okay, so Stefan Diggs should never complain about never having the ball uh, thrown Receivers to are him. divas. They're very different oh, Okay, positions. so there is some caveats then as well. Yes, the receivers are divas. They are always so it's acceptable. That's just kind for, of how it is. It's acceptable for one person to do it but not another? Yes, okay. that's, that, that is the nature of the position. Okay. Yes. A hundred percent. That makes no sense. What do you mean that makes no sense? It doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Receivers receivers are built upon the idea that I am better than you. Throw me the damn ball. So you're Throw saying the it's damn acceptable ball. for them to complain when they win the game if they get no targets. Like, there was a guy, I can't remember what it was. There was a guy in the Knicks last night who was complaining that he didn't get the shots that he wanted. He got benched. The Knicks sure. are winning games, so he should be Was happy. it Jalen Brunson compa- complaining? It might have. I don't know. who. Dante DiVincenzo ended up starting the game. The point is... So no matter what, I'm supposed to just get with the program. Yes, okay. that's that's the point. Unless I'm a wide receiver, then I don't have to get with the program. No, that's wide receivers are that's what you just said. Yes, okay. I'm I'm 100. I believe that that's wide receivers stupid. are divas. I think that's I want totally a, stupid. I want a wide receiver that goes out and says like AJ Brown, throw me the damn ball. I'm better than him. But when I it's cry, one-on-one. I cry about not being able to do my job. But we got the W, right? So I should just be happy about. If it? you're the quarterback, yes, that's the but point. But if you're the receiver, okay. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I I do have to go run. Make Literally sure run. Uh, here's Joe Braverman with what's trending. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What did you see from Zappi yesterday? What were the keys for him to have the success that he had? Zappi did some good things. I think he was, uh, Billy, you know, he, he was disciplined. Uh, he had good fundamentals. He, he, you know, Zapp plays the game uh, calmly. You know, he, he plays it one play at a time. There, there's things that he knows he has to get better at. There's things that he, uh, that he has to improve at, whether it's reads or, um, you know, some fundamental things, footwork, things like that. But overall, he played a solid game. I'm sure he would like to obviously, obviously have that interception back. But, you know, he was able to keep playing. And, uh, you know, I just think overall he just did a nice job. I get it. Always thinking back there, Joe. I like it. It's the WEI Producers Show. My name is Ryan Garvin, producer of Jones and Mego with Arcan, with Billy Lanny, producer of Gresh and Fourier. Shime is off to the Greg Hill 27th Annual Iditarod, I believe is what they're doing. You know what? I think that little spat right before the break got him energized. So I think you helped. Great day. They let his frustrations out on that pavement. Just say something totally contradictory and then go run. We have touched. We, we were doing so well of having a nice Patriots free hour. We, By the way, this show is never on at this time oh. uh, because of Army, Navy. Uh, Ken and Curtis will have a, the, their great lead in into the 124th meeting of Army and Navy. They're down at the Harp uh, at Gillette. But because of that. Your boys get two full hours. We get another hour. Well, half hour at this point. I yeah. did not anticipate that. I don't know how I feel about it. It feels right, though. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm fine with it's it. It's nice. I never get to spend this much time in here. Normally, if I'm in here and there's silence mm. like that, that means I forgot to go press a button in the other room and I right, got to right. run back. And well, that's, producer, that's how it is as a producer, like the slightest bit of silence and you like your, your hot yeah. stops for a second. I want to be in everything. on the conversation, but I can't because I can only be in it in two and a half minute intervals. Uh, and we've really touched on uh, everything today. Full slate of stuff. If you would like to join the show, 617-779-7937. Uh, interest in the Bruins, the edgy Celtics getting thrown out of games, uh, free agency and trade acquisitions. 
for the Boston Red Sox. Where's Shohei Otani? He's not here. Uh, and, of course, what has gone on with the Patriots. And uh, I want to get into a little bit more of this. But first, she has been waiting patiently. Joe, if you would please pot up. Allison in Cambridge, you're on line one. Good morning. You have some issues with Mac Jones. Good, good morning, timing. guys. Hello. I wanted Shine to hear this because he's he's been an anti-Mac person from the start. I'll tell him, yeah. Mac has had terrible timing, other than his first season. Last year, everyone already said it was the soft part of the schedule. He got hurt before the soft part of the schedule. He would have done as well as Zappy did, if not better. This year, even for the other day's game, Juju, I knew Juju was going to have his best game since he was going back to the team who drafted him. Players are always like that. This year, when it comes to the Raiders and, uh, and the Giants, that, of course, we were going to lose to them. Everyone seemed to have forgotten the record of previous coaches of Bill Belichick against him. Literally everything. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And that, it really is, it's, it's unbelievable. Thank and you. I also, I knew yeah. that T.J. Watt, I knew that he was concussed. Okay, cool. Allison, thank you for the call. Thank you, Allison. Uh, little fun fact, Allison in Cambridge, the only person that still has a landline in this in the town of Cambridge, and also clearly did more uh, preparation good. for that phone call than I've done for a two-hour radio good show. Good clean call, good clean line. Which, uh, there is something to that, I guess, the whole revenge factor. Like, I, I could see from a mile away that James Conner was going to run all over the Steelers two weeks ago because, you know, they let him go and didn't value him. Um, as far as the, the timing goes, and that's, that's why I was so interested in the uh, the language surrounding Bailey Zappi uh, with Bill O'Brien. Uh, Bill Belichick really kicked this thing off going into Chargers. We saying, you know, there's not a lot of roller coaster with with Bailey there. And, Billy, I don't know if you've heard me say this, but my rule with the Patriots is if you don't tell us, we're going to fill in the blanks for you. 100%. So when you it's don't... That job, isn't it? Like, isn't that what the point of this thing is? Like, I think so. It's more of a, it's more of a, a it's calling take, for me yeah. to to sit and, and speculate on what people are or not right. saying. But the fact is, when you don't say something and you go out of your way to never say anything, and then you do say something, what you say might as well be in giant neon Las Vegas, where the Celtics are not, letters... <laughs> To indicate what you're saying. Yep. So, yeah, maybe to you listening, it's a stretch to say, oh, well, because Bill Belichick says there's no roller coaster aspect with Bailey Zappi that there is with Mac Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because we're talking about a quarterback who's been for, for almost three years now that, depending on what is going on with the Patriots, Bill Belichick is not going to have a lot of things to talk about with him. If you ask him about Mac Jones, it's, well, everybody can. Well, everybody's doing this. Well, it's like we're we're asking you about the most important person in your locker room. And I think there is something to the idea that there is sort of a I'm not saying Bailey Zabby is a calm individual, but of just not riding too high, right. not riding too low, not riding the roller coaster. And whether you you have the opinion that Bailey Zappi and Bill O'Brien like each other or don't like each other uh, is irrelevant at this point because if they're winning football games, none of that other stuff matters. No, it's uh, Bailey Zappi plays with a lucky to be here kind of attitude thing. You know, that's how I feel. That's what I think it is. You see him out there; he's he's a lot more. He seems he a lot more re- relaxed. He seems a lot looser than Mac Jones does. It's a I was a fourth-round pick. This is amazing that I get to do this, so why not take the risks? Why not Why not enjoy it? Whereas Mac Jones is a first-round pick and probably in the back of his mind thinks he has to 
always play up to where he was drafted, and that's why he plays with the way the hesitation that he plays or the reluctance. The only bit I know is Stacy's mom's got it going on. That was Bailey last year, I think, talking to us. I think there oh, is a I'm lucky to be here attitude, so what have, what have I got to lose type thing. And not only that, but, you know, I, I almost, even though I'm not, you know, you know what, I don't have an issue with Bailey Zappi. I really don't. I, I think he's, um, how did Tom Kern put it? I was listening to Tom Kern and Phil Perry talk. He's a little bit of an apple, uh, apple polisher, like a teacher's pet. Okay, you know, gotcha. I just got, you know, whatever coaches want, I'm happy to do it. And if they ask me to go left, I'm going to go left. I'm, if they ask me to jump, I'm going to say how high. Like, I think there is a little bit of that, like, yeah, I'm the favorite now and you're not because I do what they say. And I don't really necessarily think that that's, like, a great quality to have where, like, oh, he took the coaching. That was my Jones uh, Adam Jones. Yep. Well, he took to the coaching last year. He was listening to idiots. Right. Well, so what? He, he Because he listens to idiots unquestioning, uh, unquestioningly that he should get credit for following these guys off a cliff? No. No. Yeah. not. A, I don't think he should, but I think there is something to be said going out there for two weeks now and just having a different look for the rest of the team to still buy in. I don't think we've learned necessarily anything major about Bailey Zappi. I really have, have waited until now to kind of sit and poke holes in the wind because I think it's been gravely overrated. So maybe it's the it is the buy in factor. Maybe it is somebody Which like is, Zappi who Zappi was like, yeah, these are coaches. These coaches have has have this on their resume. Why would I not listen to them? Whereas Mac Jones is a first round pick, Alabama quarterback, had his ass kissed probably this whole time in Alabama and coming out where coaches like Belichick and Bill O'Brien like working with somebody with Zappy because it's a blank slate. There's no real, there's no real, you know, I don't want to say ego because that's a strong word, but there's no, there's nothing holding them back from being able to deliver their message to Zappy. Whereas Mac Jones, again, first round quarterback, Alabama quarterback, you know, it's, it's somebody who was successful somewhere else. Maybe thinks like, okay, I don't have to listen to these guys nearly as much as I do. Whereas Bailey Zappy being a fourth round is like, Look, I'm here. These guys are legendary coaches. Why would I not listen and do as they say? Well, I think if you're Bailey Zappi, you're going to do everything that is asked of you. One, it's in your job description as the backup quarterback. Like You're supposed to be out there. But I think also when you're looking around going, man, like game time. I'm not saying week to week because Mac Jones got his job back four times. If you're sitting there going, man, you made one mistake. He's out of the game, and I'm coming in to clean up after him. At some point, that's going to be me. I'm going to be the guy that only gets to make one mistake, and then I'm out of the game too. That should be in the back. That should be in the back of any quarterback's mind. Like you know, if I keep screwing up, eventually I am not going to have a job anymore. I think there is a real. I don't know if you could put a number on it, but I think the idea of Bailey looking how how competent he looked compared to what Mac has looked like. I think that is all in his head. I think. When you have had the opportunity to to sit and watch Mac Jones screw up week after week after week, knowing, man, if I just had one opportunity, if I just had one chance, I could show that I could probably, on Sunday at least, be able to go out there and at least not screw the game up. Can I have an opportunity to not mess everything up? Like, I'm not going to dazzle anybody, granted, I'm not going to – I I'm now me. I was just Bailey Zappi. Now I'm me. Hi, Ryan Garvin, producer show, 617-779-7937. I am not going to sit and crap on three touchdowns, 270 yards. 
I can't. Right. It, it was a good first-half performance. However, I also can't ignore the fact that this offense put up zero points to an L.A. Chargers team that was ripe for the picking. Mm. You could have absolutely smoked that team. You didn't. Why? Because the reality is your offense is not that great, which will lead me into... I wanted to do this with Sean, but we got so backed up on everything, so Billy, you and I are going to do it. All right. As far as what this team should be thinking about with the last couple of weeks, as well as how they approach the draft. But first, I want to talk to Ray and Revere. He's got a John Henry complaint. Ray, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, fellas. Listen, I I think John Henry has decided that he's not going to compete in the American League East anymore. He's running this business for a profit. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at this division, the two small market teams, the Orioles and the Rays, have the best rosters. And the two big market teams, the Blue Jays and the Yankees, are muscling up. The Yankees just picked up a Hall of Famer, and they will add a number one pitcher, okay, or one of the top free agent pitchers. And the Red Sox um, won't do that. And, I, and I'd like to point out something I think is an artificial constraint, um, and that's the luxury tax threshold. The Red Sox have gone up sevenfold in value since John Henry bought the team, but their payroll has only gone up by a factor of two. It's $120 million on that World Series team in 2004. And uh, if you look at the Yankees, the Dodgers, um, the Mets, they're spending north of $300 million because their businesses and franchises can't support it. Right. And I think as fans, we need to look at it differently. Guys, if, if, if that's what the big market teams spend, that's what we should expect our owner to spend. Fair point, Ray. Thank you for the call. Um, I'm at a point where... These are feelings that I think I've I've shared with Ray as far as spending on the Red Sox goes. But we're still very early in free agency. And yes, Juan Soto got traded. I don't know about you, Billy Eleni. I'm not that big a fan of Juan Soto. I think he's a good player. Yeah, it would have been good to have him, but I'm not heartbroken that he didn't come in. You know, it, he is an interesting player in the sense that he's always going to get on base. But if you don't have anybody behind him to knock him in, what good is he to you? Right. And that's exactly what happened when he went to San Diego. Everything worked because he had guys around him in Washington that could knock him in. He's got excellent command of his own strike zone. He's got guys around him in New York. But the the guys around him in San Diego weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, and that was driving him home. So I'm not overly upset that they were not in on Juan Soto. What is a real factor, though, is what they're going to spend on. Now, if they go out and they drop a big sack of cash in front of Yoshinobu Yamamoto, you should be excited about that. If they go and they drop some money on Shota Imanaga, who's a, a, probably another great pitcher coming out of Japan, doesn't have the fanfare that uh, Yamamoto is going to have, you should be happy about that. I don't think it's fair at this point, right now, in December, going into January, to say they're not going to spend anything. Now, if we get to the end of this hot stove season and the Yankees have added moves, uh, added players, and Toronto has dropped a huge bunch of money in front of Shohei Otani, then then I think those complaints are more warranted. As of right now, I wouldn't even worry about what Tampa and Baltimore is doing. They're not going to spend money. They never spend money, and that's why they'll never win anything. Right. But as the Red Sox, you should be imploring this ownership group to be on the side of where Toronto and New York are, if only because you are capable of it. Uh, Tampa will never have that payroll. Baltimore could, 
Baltimore could absolutely spend money right now. Every single guy they have is pre-arbitration. Mm-hmm. But I really think that their biggest move is going to be Craig Kimbrell one year, $13 million. <laughs> right. Because Sad. the the Angeles family is messed up. Go do your own reading on that. Uh, nice little Red Sox segment there. In this final segment, I just want to talk this out in real time uh, as far as what the Patriots should be thinking about going forward. They're going to have a high draft pick, Billy, Yep. and I don't know what they should do with it. I need to talk to, uh, to somebody about this, and I think you're just the guy that can help me. You we can have vent to me, bud. One more segment left in this special two-hour edition of The Producer Show. We're back right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Big picture, what should they be doing at the top of the draft? Is it... They need to take a quarterback, or is there merit to the idea of taking a wide receiver, taking a tackle? No, no. You never you, you never take the wide receiver early until you have the quarterback. I was part of the Lions when we took Calvin, and Calvin was unbelievable, but we weren't good enough at quarterback or the rest of the roster to pay it off. Who's making the decision? Where do they stand on, obviously, Mac Jones? Is, are there... Is there a new coaching staff that's like, no, Mac Jones is going to be a good player here. We just got to put the right people around him. Or is, or is it Coach Belichick saying, I want to start over? If they decide to move on and they have one of those first two picks, um, I think you have to take one of those two stars out of Caleb Williams or Drake May. Here's the voice of ESPN's Dan Orlovsky. Joins us on Jones and Mega with Arcan every Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday uh, at three thirty. Um, just one of the the many football pundits that that uh, give us their time on Weei. Brian Baldinger, obviously on Gresh and Fourier. Devin McCourty always does uh, great interviews on the Greg Hill Show. Um, you get all those on the Odyssey app. Go go look through the podcast. There's all kinds of. Uh, neat football factoids and all all that fun stuff uh, from the guests that we talked to. And I wanted that coming back. Again, this is the WEI Producer Show. I'm Ryan Garvin, Billy Lanny, Joe Braverman producing the Producer Show, Inception. Um, but I wanted to hear Dan Orlovsky talk about what the Patriots should be doing as we only have a couple weeks left in this uh, season, thankfully. And Patriots fans, I think, should be getting ready for the draft should be getting ready to, if you haven't watched a lot of uh, college football this year, Billy, nope. this is the time to do it yep. as we get into these bowl games. Not necessarily all of these quarterbacks will be playing in these bowl games, uh, but there is an opportunity to gleam some insight from They're that. all on display. And this is an exercise I look forward to doing as a full show, um, but we'll have plenty of time for that. But I want to start it now. The Patriots have, if you can believe it, a bunch of holes in this team. 
uh, we were both kind of glancing over uh, spot track as far as, you know, contract situations, who's going to be up at the end of the year, uh, the status of Bailey Zappi and his contract. It's cheap, by the way. Yep. Uh, perfect for a backup. But the Patriots, as of right now, if they didn't F everything up by beating the Steelers, uh, would be drafting number two. And, of course, they need a quarterback. But, of course, they also need a wide receiver. And your top three picks, as of right now, through most mocks, are going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Harrison Jr. And I initially, and this is why I want to talk this out, because I am starting to understand both sides of it, Billy. I'm curious where you have fallen on this so far. I always thought that with this team, and with most teams, there can be a model of success where you build the program first, where instead of finding your quarterback, that you can build everything around. And I think there's two great examples in football right now of that paying dividends, and that would be the Eagles and that would be the 49ers, who I think had a situation completely opposite of the New England Patriots, where any quarterback could step into that system and find success. Is Brock Purdy a good quarterback? Sure. Is Jalen Hurts a good quarterback? Yeah. Yes. Could any quarterback go into the, either one of those teams and probably win as many games as they have? I think they could, which is evidence to show maybe if you have the second pick, maybe if you have the third pick, maybe if you end up with the number one pick, due to all the holes that you have in this team, Bill Belichick, you should trade down. You should trade it to one of these needy teams that needs a quarterback and go get Michael Harrison Jr. Because I think the opportunity to get a receiver that high is so rare. Now, what did I say? You were saying Michael. Michael Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. MHJ. I be that guy. MHJ. <laughs> I, knew what you, I knew here. what you meant, but I just didn't want to. Uh, it's Marvin. I'm spitballing. I can't <laughs> right. be bothered to I know everybody's to names. He was, a, he was on a roll. Let him go. Michael Harrison we Sr. You, we all knew who you meant. Um. But there is some merit to going out and getting a guy that, that is slotted that high and then building around it. Because if if you're sitting there going, well, Juju is your number one, Pop Douglas is your number one, you don't have a number one. No. You, you need to address your wide receivers. Your team of threes. And I think the Patriots fans would love the idea of having this big, explosive, stud-wide receiver that's going to go out there and catch 150 yards of offense every week. But then there is the other side where... You don't have a quarterback. Nope. You definitely don't have a quarterback. The Mac Jones stuff is done. Bailey Zappi, backup at the best. At best case scenario, he's your backup next year. So, Billy Lanny, you have the number one pick. You have the number two pick. Da 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 da. What, what are you going to do with this pick? Is it trade down, build up around it, or do you go for the the hot commodity and, and you draft the best available talent? I. Tra- the New England Patriots have traded out of the first round for 17 sixth-round picks. Yeah, right, right. No, so I feel like if they're number one, they're moving down, but they're only moving down to, you know, three or four, and they're going to, you think, go with the receiver. Because I like the idea of getting the receiver and then, you know, have that's the key part of your offense. Quarterback will find a guy who can just get him the ball. I can't imagine they they take a quarterback. Again, because I feel I really, and it sucks to say, but I think Mac's back. I think they bring him back. I don't think that's crazy. They they ride it out. I don't it's, think it's that's just like, crazy. all right, here you go. Your contract's up. We tried. See you later. But now it's like we're gonna give you Marvin Harrison Jr. And if you can't figure it out with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Bill O'Brien, 
then you're giving us no reason to bring you back. Ooh, okay, that is interesting because I have felt all along that even though I know I just said the Mac Jones era is over, the caveat to that is, well, he's cheap. Right. He's a cheap commodity, and at the very least— We're paying him. We might as well play him. You you have him, and I don't know if Robert Kraft is willing to give up on this asset yet. I think I that explains a little bit of why he kept getting the opportunity to play. I know Bill Belichick said we wanted to give him a chance to figure it out. Right. It, he didn't. I don't know if that means he never will, but I was thinking more along the lines of, well, we've got these cheap quarterbacks. They're both here. They both know our system. Bill likes growth within his system, but you're saying, well, they have an opportunity to figure out if if it's actually that bad if they pair him with the top wide receiver coming out of the draft. That is interesting, right? So you struggled, you know, you, Bill O'Brien. Everybody had a lot of faith in Bill O'Brien, and it just hasn't worked out this year. Hasn't looked good. And it's 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 been a struggle. You bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. You let him play with Mac Jones. Then you're like, okay, now we can move on. Because then even if you do have another bad season, or who knows what you get, if you get the one pick and trade it, you might get something for next year. I don't know the class for next year for quarterback. No, neither do no I. idea it is. No idea. idea. I can look it up. I can look up, see who free agent quarterbacks are. But I think if you get number one, you move down to two, maybe three, maybe four. You grab Marvin Harrison Jr. That way you're like, all right, you have Bill O'Brien, Mac Jones, Marvin Harrison Jr. Let's see what we can do here. And then, you know, you next year is when... Mac Jones, Bill Belichick rides off into the sunset. Well, there it is. Billy Lanny saying, bring me Marvin. Don't call him Michael Harrison Jr. I think I'm inclined to agree with you, but we're going to have so much time to stretch this out and explore every facet of what the Patriots' future is going to be as they hopefully didn't shoot themselves in the foot and will end up drafting very high in the draft. I hope everyone had fun. I know I did. We never get to do these two-hour shows. Uh, I hope we get to do more of that. I thought one hour went by quick. Two hours. Two just as by, quick. By. Just as quick, if not a little slower. Uh, that will do it for the WEI Producers Show. My name is Ryan Garvin. Join Billy Lanny, Chris Scheim. Have a safe drive out to the 5K for the Greg Hill Show. Big thanks to Joe Braverman. Big thanks to everybody that called in to participate Ken and Curtis are on from 10 to 2. They're leading you into Army-Navy. They are live at the Harp at uh, Gillette Stadium. Go say hi if you can. Uh, Meanwhile, we will be back with our regular shows on Monday and always producer show 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Saturday. We'll see you next weekend. See ya! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.